You're tuned in to the Morning Blitz. All they do is sit around and talk. On 102.5 U-Rock and the Rocking M app. There were a couple of big duels last night in wrestling. Colby beating Norton. Those are two of the top programs, I'd say, probably in either 3-2-1-A and 4-A. Uh, and I'm talking history-wise. Maybe not exactly this year, but they've always been pretty good. Colby beat Norton 45-27. Hoxie, they rolled Norton 74 or Hoxie rolled Oakley, excuse me, 74-6. Oh, and speaking of Oakley, thank you to listener Craig as he sent in and said that... Uh, Oakley girls game last night against Ellis was postponed till today. Thanks, Mom. Appreciate that. Appreciate very that. Helpful. So very helpful. That's why we have the listeners. They know more than me. Uh, no doubt about that. Low bar. Uh, yes, <laughs> very low. <laughs> low bar. Uh, speaking of wrestling, a couple things before we get into NFL football. Colby, Decatur Community, and Hoxie going to the Beloit Invitational Friday and Saturday. We visit with uh, Cole Garcia earlier this week, talking about going to the Beloit Invitational. That's a very tough tournament. Um, very tough, mm. and will be a very good one. For all those teams. And Hoxie and Colby duking out two very, very good programs uh, on the boys' side. Uh, the boys' Bob Coon Prairie Classic going on today and tomorrow. Goodland, Oakley, St. Francis, all in attendance there. Uh, and then Saturday, you have the Rollins County Buffalo invite. A lot of girls' teams attending. Goodland, Colby, Oakley, St. Francis. It's kind of turned into more of a girls' uh, tournament. It has the Rollins County Buffalo invite. Uh, but that's going on Saturday with some wrestling. Uh, anyway, speaking of Saturday, that is when the NFL postseason will continue or resume with the nice. divisional playoff round. Uh, you've got some interesting games. You'll have, I don't know, what is the schedule? Saturday, you've got Houston-Baltimore kicking things off at uh, 3.30 Central Time, 2.30 Mountain Time. And then that night, in the nightcap, you've got Green Bay-San Francisco. And then Sunday, Tampa Bay-Detroit, which the one that Christian will be watching ever so intently, that's at uh, two Central, one Mountain time with a kick. And then Sunday, we will all be watching Chiefs-Bills Sunday night, the rematch again, 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 point four, rematch point four point oh or something like that between Mahomes and Josh Allen. By the way, all these games will be available to listen to on our station, AM 730, Fox Sports, Tri-State. Thanks to the great coverage of Westwood One Sports. Uh, they'll have coverage. And, of course, you're Mitch Holtis and the great crew of the uh, Chiefs Radio Network. They will have coverage of Chiefs on Sunday on 100.3 The Ride. So I uh, look forward to this slate. I think we all know I, – I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I know you, you're going to say – I know you'd probably say t- uh, Detroit-Tampa Bay. But I, I would sit here and say Kansas City-Buffalo is the most intriguing game of the weekend. Oh, 100%. Which one is second pay? Which one is in second place and why? I – I'm I'm not that much of a you know Honolulu blue colored glasses looking at this weekend. Uh, Kansas City Buffalo is the game to watch for sure. I will say though, uh, both of the one seeds, Baltimore and San Fran, are playing teams, and obviously this is going to happen when you're playing a lower seed uh, that's you know squeaked its way here into the divisional round. They're playing teams that are red hot. Both Jordan Love in Green Bay and C.J. Stroud in Houston are playing incredible football right now. It's inspired ball. It's super fun to watch, and they are both blazing hot. I'm actually super interested to see the Green Bay-San Fran game, not because San Fran is bad or that, you know, that 9.5-point line is 
too small or too large or anything like that. Obviously, they've got the Avengers down in San Fran, and the Niners just look, uh, and aside from a couple of, of stretches this season, unbeatable. But Jordan Love has, has really inspired this, this team that was essentially rebuilding, and he's, he just knocked off another team that looked in that NFC juggernaut tier, and clearly the Cowboys were not. Maybe San Fran isn't either, obviously. They're out of their element a little bit. I'm sure the weather in San Fran will be a little bit nicer than up in northern Wisco right now. Uh, and obviously you can't count out uh, Houston in anything they're playing right now. I think the game to watch outside of Buffalo, Kansas City, realistically, is Detroit and Tampa Bay because I think Detroit's probably the weakest of the three remaining hosts, those being Baltimore, San Fran, and Detroit. I think the Lions are the weakest of those three, so Tampa Bay is probably the most likely to make that into a ball game. However, Green Bay and San Francisco was certainly on my radar. It should be on yours, too. Nine and a half points is maybe a bit of a lot, uh, but you got to remember that the Niners are rested up and there's always that debate back and forth of do you like the rest and now your players are healthy and they're feeling it? Uh, or, you know, they get a little bit rusty. They haven't played in a week and realistically they haven't played in, you know, a week and three quarters because they didn't really play in that final season game either did the Niners. No, you're exactly right. I think that's maybe the that's always an intriguing storyline I like to follow is when you have the teams that got the bye, how do they handle it coming back against you know, it, especially from the Packers. Well, I don't even. You could even throw it in the in the in the in the Texans camp. I mean, you had two teams that won. I mean, I don't think we were shocked by the the win by the Texans. We were maybe a little bit surprised, but we were not. We were shocked that Green Bay won as they did down in Dallas. And you've Absolutely. got that kind of confidence right now. If you're Green Bay, I mean, what what do you have to lose? I mean, if if you're Green Bay, that's why you're looking at this postseason. We're the youngest team here. We're the first team that's ever been a seven seed since the playoffs expanded to win a playoff game. Like, we're the first team to ever get this done. What do we have to lose? We're on the road. Let's just go out there and let it all hang out. Let's just go see what happens. I I I agree. That would be. I'm I'm intrigued to see if. If San Francisco, or sorry, if Green Bay comes out and kind of throws once again like they did against the Packers, a big old punch right in the face, boom, and here we go. We got ourselves a ball game, and I think it could be the same exact way for the Texans. If C.J. Stroud hits a big, you know, one to Nico Collins or whatever or somebody, and they get a big touchdown early, and here we go, and Lamar Jackson's got to keep up and keep going. Um, I, I I agree. that That's a very interesting and a very good point about how the, the rest that you get is great for the body and maybe even great for the mind, but... Sometimes it's just better to just dive right into the postseason and just keep playing. Um, and I'm intrigued to see how that impacts, if it does at all, the Ravens and the 49ers who did get those buys. Um, no doubt about that. That's a very interesting point there. And Buccaneers-Lions, you know, this this game here, I don't know what your thought, you'll know have more on this than, than I will probably because of your affinity for the, for the Lions, but I know, I mean, and you love Baker Mayfield too. You're a big Baker guy, at least you are this year. So I... How how scared are you of Baker if you're a Lions fan with how he's playing right now? Scared, I don't know, is the right word. I think at this point, A, I am a big Baker guy. I, I loved his, his swagger for a long time. Obviously, the way he played at Oklahoma rubbed some the wrong way. As a, a fan, not of that Oklahoma team, but of him, it was kind of fun to watch. 
and it's nice to see him get another chance here. And realistically, there's rumors of him and Tampa having mutual interest in a long-term deal. So he may have had that chance pay off, which is, I think, super cool to see because he essentially had his career you know, written to the wayside pretty early despite playing well and through injuries in Cleveland. That's another discussion. I don't think scared is near the right word for the Lions' feelings. I think at this point, if you're wearing Honolulu blue on Sunday, you have already come to the conclusion that if a team playing you has a quarterback that can throw the ball more than 10 yards downfield, and I mean physically, not with accuracy, (laughs) you can probably post 325 yards on us with three touchdowns. And he looked great, absolutely, did Baker against the Eagles, but that's maybe the worst secondary to ever touch the postseason, and the Lions might be number two in that category. So I'm interested to see... Uh, how well everything else shakes out because that's been a huge problem for Tampa is their run game has been, I mean, on and off, hot and cold, and rarely is it hot. And that's where the Lions excel is in their run defense. It's the oddest thing. It's almost like Tampa Bay's defense uh, to a much greater extreme is that they play great. Their top five run defense are the Lions, and they are like a bottom two pass defense it's crazy and so that juxtaposition will be very interesting to see you know how much does not having a run game hurt Tampa and at the same time the Lions make their hay on the motors on the ground Monty and Jameer Gibbs have crushed opposing defenses with that lightning and thunder type look but Tampa has I think it's the number two it might be the number three run defense in the league I'll be super intrigued to see what happens if you shut down Gibbs or you keep those runs inside and, yeah, Monty falls forward for two or three yards, but it's not the five or six he usually gets. Can Jared Goff and the Lions win in pass third down and obvious situations where they need to pass or they have to pass? Can that come through? Because largely we've seen Goff at his best on these hard play actions after, you know, back-to-back six-yard runs. I'll be intrigued to see if uh, Aiden Hutchinson can get after the quarterback, cause some pressure, and disrupt that passing a little bit. Um, That'd be huge. That would be very big for the Lions, for sure. He's red hot right now. Yeah. He's played He's so great. hot right now. I think he's the f- – I don't know the exact stat because it's like an ESPN stat where it's like first player to do this with this and this and this. But he's the first player in NFL history to – play X number of snaps and get at least this many pressures and this many quarterback hits X number of games in a row. And against the Tampa Bay O-line, that's maybe not been great for parts of this season. It's always that story of can an edge rusher win when he doesn't have someone else on the other side, i.e. you can double him every time. Will it matter? Can he still get to the quarterback? Because that will change a lot. Obviously, good play up front for any defense can help bad play on the back end. Chiefs and Bills, that's the game we're all going to be watching, no doubt about that. Um, I, I I think this is going to be another epic game. Um, I think it's going to be a lot like... Always put, Mahomes and Allen have always put on great shows. And I think we're going to see another one here on Sunday night. I think we're going to see... Touchdown! I think we're going to see some points scored. I think we're going to see some touchdowns. I I don't expect it to be as high scoring maybe as it has been in previous times. Like you know, I, I don't think it's going to be like a forty something, forty something score. It might be something in the twenties. 
But I still think we're going to have ourselves a heck of a game. It might be a little bit more defensive-based because I think, you know, Kansas City's offense struggling a little bit. Bill's defense isn't great. But, you know, you have a great offense in Buffalo against the great defense in Kansas City. So, I don't know. I, I think it's very interesting. I think it'll be a very good game. I don't think there'll be as many points as we've seen in previous ma- matchups. But I, I loved I heard this on uh, one of the talk radio shows on Fox Sports AM 730. And they were talking about how, you know, it's now Mahomes and Allen is our Manning Brady now. Like it was Manning and Brady. Now it is Mahomes and Allen. It's the quarterback rivalry that we love to see. And we get to see it again. And I expect it to be great. And I, I'm telling you right now, I, if I'm a Chiefs fan, I don't love the fact once again that we didn't beat them in the regular season because now we have to go there. <laughs> and playing in front of the Bills Mafia and how crazy they're going to be how juiced they're going to be for this game. You know they've been counting down the days and the months and the years to the point where they can have Mahomes play on their turf in the postseason because of what they've done in Arrowhead to the Bills. You know they're going to want blood. And I just I expect that place to be... I expect you to be able to feel that energy through your television on Sunday night. It's going to be nuts. Absolutely nuts. Absolutely it will. Two and a half point favorites are the Bills right now. That's probably where I'm going. I hate to, you know, say this in in a, you know, Kansas City territory right now, but I kind of want to see Josh finally get his shot. It would be, you know, if you're Josh Allen, you want to start. If you want to start cementing yourself as one of the great quarterbacks, you got to win these type of games. Yeah, I think he's done a lot to to get to the point where he's considered a great quarterback. But if you want to start cementing yourself, these are the games you got to start winning. You got to beat your nemesis. We'll see if that gets done. So I'm taking. I'm going to take Ravens. I will take Niners. I'm taking Bills. Sorry, Chiefs fans. And I will take Lions. There you go. Those are my picks of the weekend right there. I'm actually going to do the same, but I am interested interested in those nine and a half point spreads, particularly, like I said, between the Packers one seeds. Niners. Between the one seeds, I might be looking at taking the underdogs against the spread there. I probably will. I'll I'll tweet about that what those picks are, but there there's a parlay coming and hey, I was six for six last weekend. We're we're trying to keep that rolling now. That's right, those dollar bets, baby, rolling in the Benjamin. Yes, sir. Made thirteen dollars out of one. That's big money for Christian. <laughs> Come on now. That's a trip to the concession stand. Uh, <laughs> <let's>, uh, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, uh, thank you to uh, Goodland Athletic Director Marty Lehman. He texted me during this last segment. He wanted to remind me that yes, the Rollins County Buffalo Invite Wrestling. Uh, is not ho- it's hosted by Rollins County, but it's not in Atwood because of the unfortunate fires that happened at their school this summer. So that's actually going to be hosted by St. Francis. So the Rollins County Buffalo Invite is in Sainty on Saturday. Okay, to a break. Back to wrap things up. A little hit on college basketball and wrap up the show. You're listening to the Morning Blitz.